Anywho, <laughs> um, with that being said, we're going to get into the show now. Hopefully nobody uh, goes back and rewatches this and is like, hey, what Gibbs got going on? I promise you, I'm not doing nothing. <laughs> I'm, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm an innocent man. I, I've never done anything along those lines. But uh, with that being said, we... We got a lot to talk about. A lot of folks went outside, and and I'm not just talking about uh, my neighbor's ex. So when we when we look at uh, this Labor Day weekend and everything that's happened during this last week, we got a lot to talk about. But we'll get into that a little later. Before we get into that, how was y'all weekends? How was uh, your your hopefully long weekends? Uh, weekend was weekend was cool. For some reason, I can't really recall what I did. Uh, Saturday, I think I think I just kicked it Saturday. Sunday, I went to the movies and saw uh, Candyman, and I saw that Shang-Chi. Hey, that Candyman, how you like that? Candyman was fire, bro. Candyman hey, bro, wasn't it about did systematic uh, racism, though? Yeah, did, it, it was. Did you pay for both? Yeah. Oh, man, you're a different breed. A I different went 10 breed. in the morning, so it was like $5 a piece, bro. Oh, okay. Bro, okay. Yeah, you're not hip to the morning movie sauce, bro? Hey, no, 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 no. Listen, for listen. For what's special? Hey, exactly. I'm this there watching it. Let me tell you something. I'm from around the way. I'm leaving with both movies. You hear me? I, I'm leaving with both the movies I want to see, and I'm only paying for one of them. But, you know, that I'm joking. We're all legit here. We are law-abiding citizens on this show. We don't need make you. Uh, we don't make illegal U-turns or speed on this show. All right? We're, we're very... Very law body. But anywho, uh, uh, <laughs> Chris, how was your weekend, man? How was your Labor Day weekend? Man, it was good, man. I got on the grill with my Jesus 11 sandals and then I, um, I barbecued. I had a straight time. I mean, you know, it's hard out here for me. I don't really have no family out here, so I hang out with another family. But different type of different day. That's that's um, tough, man. That's tough. I, you know what? I gotta learn how to grill, man. I gotta learn how to grill. What? Being, being a large, bald black man and not knowing how occupational to grill, hazard. It really is because everybody be asking me like, "Hey, you yeah, right, like, right. grill, bro? I don't, I don't know how to grill. Like, I can do the basic stuff. Don't get me wrong. Like, bratwurst, hot dogs, burgers. I can do that, but like. Anything that needs some stank on it, like, you know what I mean? Like, you know what the secret I, is, right? You don't need to learn how to grill. You need to get you a white hand towel and some sandals. And once you acquire those, the grilling just come with it. You know, you know, I'm going to tell you this. I'm going to tell you this. <laughs> I'm I'm a very firm believer of, like, you know, breaking stereotypes and all that. And I may just live my life as a man that don't know how to grill. Nah, I'm lying. That just sounds wrong. That just sounds terrible. Listen, I can't all- finish that. Grilling the easy part, putting stuff on the grill, the easy part, taking it off, and you don't dry it out on the grill is the hard part. That's all you got to learn. If it's looking juicy, when you first start until you know when something done, just cut it open a little bit. As long as it ain't no pink or no no discoloration, you good. But some people be grilling again, stuff, it the, be drying out, stuff, man. See, the thing is, again, I know myself. I know all the basic stuff, the, all the easy stuff. I can do that. But it's... It, you know, if I'm going to do something, I want to do some crazy stuff. And I want to get on there with the ribs that just set the whole joint up. I don't want to bring hamburgers and hot dogs. You know what I mean? I don't want to do that. But anyway, uh, with that being said, we, we got a lot to get into, man. I had a five-day weekend, actually. I took PTO Thursday and Friday. Saturday, Sunday, Monday was off, too. Man. Sheesh. I started to do that, man. And I was acting unruly because I took PTO for Thursday and Friday on Wednesday. I requested it on Wednesday. And I looked in the mirror like, <laughs> I'm a menace, but it's cool because I'm finna get a new job anyway. Like that's, that's the type of stuff you can do when you got one foot out the door of yep. a current job. But anywho, we got a lot to talk about today. We got a ton to talk about today in terms of uh, what this show is going to be. I mean, we got obviously week one of, of college football. And these Heisman hopefuls looking like Heisman nopefuls at the moment because it's it's been – a very rough go through week one for a lot of them. Uh, we've got the arms race that has turned into an achy knee, arm, back, and leg race with all these old men being acquired by the uh, Nets and the Lakers. And and we got to talk about Cleveland going from the king to the prince. Also, we you know Drake done took over the world, so we got to get a little certified lover boy in here. We got to talk about your main man, Kawhi, being in the music video, and if there's any other player who's as classic as him. And we unveil our first ever 
slander hotline, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> we unveil our first ever. And this one here is a group that has deserved to be slandered. It's, it's a tale as old as time. And I'll just, I'll leave that at that. Now, y'all ready to go today? That's all like a good show yes, to y'all. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Man, the way you talk, we might hear the organ today. Well. <laughs> hey, listen. Hey, listen. What's up, y'all? Have a seat. It's your favorite hour of the week with the Facts Over Axe crew. We got the money man, the manager plan, Chris Allen in the building. Yes, sir. We got the master, the mix and master, Josh Guyton in the building. That is I. And then you got the little old MC. That is me, Kenton Gibbs. Now, folks, these Heisman hopefuls, I'm going to read you off the uh, the the Heisman hopefuls as far as odds went uh, preseason. Let me make sure that I got this right. But long story short, all of them had very, very tough weeks. All of them, as far as the top five, had very tough weeks. And um, there were there were a few that, you know, they made their way and they they had some pretty good weeks. But for the most part, it was it was a very tough time uh, for these Heisman candidates. Now, when I look at the preseason Heisman odds, uh, the beginning or or rather the top uh, odds were Spencer Rattler at plus six hundred, DJ Ugalele at plus seven fifty, Bryce Young at plus nine hundred, JT Daniels at plus twelve hundred, CJ Stroud at plus twelve hundred, Sam Howell. At plus fourteen hundred. Now, of those quarterbacks, only Bryce Young and maybe C.J. Stroud, depending on how you look at it, had good games. I'm going to read off these numbers for you. Excuse me, Spencer Rattler, thirty of thirty nine, three hundred four yards, but only one touchdown, two interceptions, in a forty to thirty five win over the mighty Tulane Green Wave. Sam Howell. Uh, 17 for 17 of 32 for 208 yards, one touchdown and three interceptions against the Hokies of Virginia Tech and big Cinco with 19 of 37, 178 yards, zero touchdowns, one pick six. So there's that Kayvon Thibodeau, another guy who is the highest uh, rated defender of the group. Two sacks, one for fumble and limited action as he uh, suffered a high ankle sprain during the game. And JT Daniels of Georgia with uh, 22 of 30, 135 yards, no touchdowns, one interception. So, fellas, is this a situation where the Heisman hype was too much? Or is this just, I mean, the defenses played out of their minds as far as, as the teams that they played against go? And, and and I'm I'm gonna let you start this one off, Josh. So tell me what you're thinking here. Um, this year is one of those few years that happens with the talent pool, the way it works in college football. Of course, you know, it's the, the drafts are usually so deep going into the NFL that it's always talented players that end up in the league. But it's those few years in college football where I think is a far and away Heisman winner. And the Heisman is such a the way the Heisman Award works in, in college football, it's not really room to have bad games or have like subpar performances and still win the award. So I think the way that college football has played over the past few seasons, coming into this season, I think it's just the, the writing on the wall that Bryce Young is going to walk away with the award. And even though he didn't have like an outstanding game this week, he still had by far the best game out of all of the prospects. So I think that's just more to speak of the fact that he's been, he's been in for four years, right? This Bryce Young, Bryce Young's fourth year, right? I think you cut out for a second. Can't I don't know if you can hear us. Yeah, can't yeah, hear yeah. you, though. Can't hear you. No, no, sir. I think you muted. Yeah, I think you muted. Muted on something. Microphone unplugged, something like that. But I, I think you say a third. Blanco in the chat is saying third. But I think it's just one of those things to where um, I think the writing is on the wall for Bryce Young to uh, walk away with the award this year. And he just had a, he just had a, a week that was much better than the field. And I don't think any of the other players that's in this they have high expectations, but I don't think it's, it's at the same level of what we're what we're expecting out of Bryce Young. I definitely think well, they'll pick it up over the course of the next you know few weeks before we get deeper into the season, though. Yeah, I agree with you, but you gotta remember who he was playing against. I mean, the team he was playing with against, yes, they're a solid team, but let's be real. Let's be real. Let's true, be real. true. I mean, my, here's 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 my whole thing about this thing, right? Bryce Young, to me, the of the defenses, can y'all hear me now? I feel like y'all can hear me. Yeah, yeah, yeah we can hear you. Okay. 
of all the defenses that these guys played against, Virginia Tech's defense was not supposed to be like that. They lost a first-rounder and multiple other guys that are in the NFL now, and they're not a program that just reloads. They don't rebuild. Like, that's not who they are. Um, if you're looking at if you're looking at Spencer Rattler, Tulane, come on, dog. Tulane was Tulane had you in a blender. Oh my God. Oklahoma. <laughs> y'all might want to relook. Y'all might want to rethink that whole SEC thing if if the Green Wave are giving you fits. Like they taking you through the wire. Come on. Come on now. But um I I honestly and truly I think that this this week one just exposed the fact that we are or not we, but certain members of the media are no longer doing their due diligence as far as, and even betting sites a little bit. That's why I keep telling people, I don't do a lot of betting, but there are certain bets that are free money. And Chris, again, teach me how to short these uh, how to short these odds because I promise you, I would have bet my house against Sam Howell winning it. Well, I would have bet my house against it because that hey, man hey. lost every weapon that UNC has had, even near a ball player last year. They lost. You, they you, went to the NFL. So. Yeah, you got to be in a betting state, and what it's called is alternative odds. That's what it mm. is. So yeah, so it's. it's, I, it's I need it's, to get in on that. I need to get in on that because I saw those odds when they first came out. And DJ from Clemson, I said the same thing with him. Travis Etienne is a guy who is is drastically underrated. By And I think he'll be drastically underrated forever because people will kind of forget him as like a piece of Clemson's dominance. No, 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 no. He was the piece. He was what made that team go more or less. People kept looking at Trevor Lawrence because he's number one prospect, number one prospect, number one prospect. How often is it that you see a runner who is a power five conferences, all time leading rusher, and that may not even be his best skill? His best skill was as a receiver out of the backfield. He was DJ. He was DJ's leading receiver when he was filling in for Trevor during that COVID bout. And you're telling me that everybody looked at DJ was just like, "Yeah, he gonna win the Heisman this year, huh?" Again, Sam Howell, huh? CJ Stroud ain't played a game yet. I understand that one a little more because he got two receivers that are also Heisman dark horses. That makes a little more sense, sure. But everybody else, huh? Spencer Rattler, no, no excuses for what he did. That's that's just embarrassing. That's just embarrassing. He ought to be ashamed of himself. But that's just my take there. Chris, what are your thoughts on this thing? Uh, I mean, Bryce Young's a good one. Um, I actually think Spencer Rattler, but I think he'd turn around. I mean, I, I still early. I mean, you gotta remember that first game jitters also. COVID, so you was locked in the mm-hmm. house around nobody, so now you're around yeah. everybody. And it, like, first time they <laughs> have fans. First time they right. have fans first game Rattler's career. Right, first game they have fans. I mean, you gotta remember, it's a big, big adjustment when you're playing with fans. Like, I don't think people really take into account the, the, the role the fans play. Like, when you got people booing you or you got people cheering for you, it plays a big role. Make it hard for you to hear out there. You make quick decisions because you got a, a, a adrenaline rushes. So I think he's a good Think he's gonna come out this, come out of this. Even though he didn't really have a terrible game, like it wasn't yeah. like, oh my god, I can't watch this game. Right. But oh, for sure. The guy, for sure. The guy that st- st- uh, stands out the most to me is Matt Carroll. Um, mm-hmm. couple a couple reasons why. Louisville is never a slouch team, even though they they've been searching for that next Lamar Jackson. They never really a, a slouch team. So. I mean, for him to go out there and get a big dub like that, because he wasn't favored. Yeah. They weren't they weren't favored by that much when you looked at the odds. I think they was a, a twelve point favorites, and they they came out and dominated them boys. Twenty point win, yeah. They whipped the wheels off them boys. So, they so the I, that's that, that's a sleeper pick of mine. Um, I wouldn't tell nobody to go best of money on that. I don't I don't watch college football enough. It's so many games on, so I can't really give y'all betting advice on college football. I throw a long shot pick, but I will say this. Watch the odds weekly. I think they stopped with the odds for Heisman Trophy after week three. Watch the odds weekly, somebody in the rut, and then they, they could pick it up. That's always a good time to buy in on somebody. So yeah. that's just my, my long shot pick. And at the end of the day, Lincoln Riley is a, a wizard with quarterbacks. I mean, he had, what, three straight Heisman candidates, two straight Heisman winners, right, right. and Baker Mayfield and Kyler Murray. So – I mean, he's Spencer Rattler's going to get it turned around, but the rest of these quarterbacks, I'm worried. I'm concerned. I am very. Kayvon Thibodeau, as a defender, I mean, he did his job. Two sacks and a forced fumble. 
he did his job before getting hurt. The only thing is, we all know the Heisman ain't really about the best player. It's about the best offensive player. That's just the reality right. of the Heisman. Unless you go out there and do something crazy like thirty Who the last sacks. defensive player to win? Was it was it, it Charles it? Woodson? No, no, no. Um, only defensive player has ever won it. Charles Woodson won it. However, he scored, I want to say, three touchdowns on special teams as well as uh, just a quick note there. Like, even if you're a defender, if you're going to win that, if you're going to win the Heisman, you have to uh, still find a way to put up points on special teams because if right. not, like y'all said, Charles Woodson is still the only one to ever win it. So that's just a a very quick thought um there and now we got to talk about we go from talking about the college guys guys who are in their prime folks who are younger than all of us to folks who have kids our age and these old fellas in the nba i'm joking <laughs> I, I would hope none of them got kids are none of them got kids our age right no Marcus no Aldridge, no, bro, you know? no bro, bro we we, we only nah. 11 years younger than them bro actually right actually I, I was just about to, if you think about it now i mean i'm just saying would we, it be nah. not surprising no, no, I'm saying I'm saying we we more watched than you think, bro. You got to think if we was in the NBA, we would be like in our eighth, ninth season. Oh my god! Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. If we my, came hey, in nineteen, we'd be in our seventh season, bro. My Achilles hurt hearing that. Like my Achilles <laughs> both start aching. Like, bro, what you mean if we was in the NBA? Hold on. If you in the NBA, you would be you would be considered a crafty veteran at this age. <laughs> and, and no, actually, actually, we'd be we'd be considered oh. we'd be considered mid prime. Like this is the the best we gonna get. That's we'd facts. be considered the That's best facts. we gonna get. That's facts. Yeah. That's facts. We would be dead at our prime. You know what? I'll take that. Facts over acts is hitting our stride. We in our prime, baby. We in our prime <laughs> in the NBA years. All right. So we'll we'll take that. But anywho. I guess we can't call them that old since we basically like they brothers. Uh, but yeah, we we got the uh, the Lakers uh, signing DeAndre Jordan and the Nets signing Paul Millsap and LaMarcus Aldridge is somehow cleared by doctors now. So I guess his heart doesn't have those problems uh, anymore. Do either of these moves tip the scales for you? Are either of these moves like this team is now like a little better than they were before? Is this like meh? It's guys needed to be on the roster. No, um, the only, at that age, there's a fine line between being like a former all star and becoming a guy that's I don't want to call these NBA players washed up, but they aren't at a level to, to where they can contribute on the floor. If I'm being completely honest with you, the only way that both of those guys can contribute is if you slow the game down and you feed them the ball and let them do their moves in the post or you craft players around them getting mid range looks which will honestly slow the game down so much for both teams that it wouldn't work in a modern NBA. And I think the only benefit that players like that bring to a team is your veteran leadership or your ability to, to use your IQ on the floor to help improve the game for your team. But if you look at the rosters, it's already composed in LA and Brooklyn. I don't really see what either one of those, like I don't, I don't see um, one of those players taken. You, you know about the C, uh, the, the, the Nets, you're about to see Paul Millsap pull LeBron to the side, like yo. I mean, pull KD to the side, like yo. Uh, you know, saying you need to do this, need to do it. like I can't really see him impacting the game when you got players that's that high of a caliber on the floor already. I don't. I, I mean, was Paul Millsap ever really that guy that would like? <laughs> pull, like, don't get me wrong. Like when KD when uh, KD was a rookie, maybe, but like anything beyond year three, a hey, hey, big fan. I mean, who, who do we have at the five for the Lakers though? Do they have um, a center on the team outside of DeAndre Jordan? Yeah, oh, Dwight. Uh, Dwight. Dwight yeah, Howard. I thought they yeah. retired Dwight. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, listen, everybody's been saying that Dwight is is still that guy in limited spurts. And I guess DeAndre is there for those spurts where he's not that. And so, you know, we'll 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 see. Chris, what are you thinking? I'm gonna paint y'all the picture, bro. All right. So you got second unit for the Lakers. You got Russ, Melo, Wayne Ellington, um, uh, THT. DeAndre Jordan. That's not a bad lineup. And then, I'll and tell then, you what, that second unit could be some team starters. Listen, listen, Russ, Melo, Wayne Ellington, THT, and DeAndre Jordan. Wait, so who would be the starting point if Russ is on the backups? 
Okay, but I'm just saying because you know they're gonna have Russ come out. Oh right, right. They go. Yeah. Okay, yeah, so you're they, saying they're gonna alternate uh, one of the three stars onto the yeah. They're gonna have okay, Russ come you. out early because he's a ball handler and have Brown bring the ball up for the majority of the beginning, and then let Russ coast away, and then let Brown close. That's typically how it goes when you have LeBron on the team. I'm just going gotcha. off of history. Okay, okay, okay. So, that makes sense. so, so that's a scary lineup for one. Russell Westbrook's one of the best at getting a big man lobs. One of the best at getting a big man dump off. And that's why DeAndre Jordan is really good for nowadays. The, the games he yeah. had real good with the Nets last yeah, sure. year, it was because James Harden threw him a lob up there or he threw him a dump off and he got in there and dunked it. Now, defensively, perimeter-wise, that unit will be awful. Awful. You get DeAndre Jordan on the switch, awful. Only player out there playing defense is Russ, and THT going to play hard because he's trying to get the next big contract. So, there are only two people. But Melo ain't playing on defense. Wayne Ellington ain't playing on defense. DeAndre Jordan, if you ain't dribbling right to the rim, he ain't playing on defense. So that's where they're gonna struggle at. But that second unit offensively, they can they can get they could get up some points. Yeah. But you especially, know what though? And 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 one th- oh, go ahead. No, I was gonna say, especially if Melo is Melo's still hitting threes with spot ups. Yeah, yeah. And one thing that I think is very interesting about what you uh the point that you just raised there. DeAndre Jordan's defense last year was atrocious. It was it was really bad. It was like the Nets couldn't even put him on the floor at times because of how poorly uh, he handled the the pick and roll at certain points there. So, I mean, you're 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 bringing up some very interesting points. You really are. I don't think that any of these guys moved the needle. And honestly, I wouldn't be surprised if at least one of these three was an end of the bench kind of guy. I wouldn't well, for, be surprised at all. For yeah. for the Nets, Lamarcus Aldridge gives them a legitimate starting center if they choose to start him there. Because he did take the year off, so I don't know how his body's going to be in condition. You know, he did retire because he had problems with it, um, his lungs, and now he's back. So, if he's there, they have a legitimate starting center. Last year, they ran a lot of small ball with either KD at the five or Blake Griffin at the five. You're going to have Kyrie back sometimes. We know how Kyrie gets. So, you're going to have Kyrie back sometime. James Harden's going to be healthy, so that's scary alone right there. KD at the four, and then you're going to have either LaMarcus Aldridge or Blake Griffin out there. Both who can legitimately be a solid number four option on championship team. Blake Griffin arguably could be a number three some games on championship team. Like, arguably. I'll I'll tell you what. Once this uh, pandemic is over, James Harden going to be acting unruly in them clubs, boy. (laughs) No, he not. All this shutdown he's been having to deal with, all this... He know every not during his, not during the season, bro. Not during the season, but he did. Now he did have a crazy birthday party. If y'all was on social media for James Harden's birthday party, I'll tell you man. this much: somebody somebody charted a somebody made a chart of the teams that James Harden does the best and worst against. Right, mm-hmm. all the teams that he statistically is worst against are always statistically in top five strip club cities. I'm just saying, Chris. <laughs> I'm just hey, saying. Hey, the, I, hey, I got you, Miami, Miami, Utah. It was Miami, Utah. Uh, it was another place. It Portland up there. I know Portland. Yeah, there. it was It was Miami. Uh, it was Miami, Salt Lake City, uh, Portland. It, it was a couple other cities too. But I'm just saying, once this uh, – once this – this uh, pandemic is over. I'm, I'm worried about James. I'm worried. I, I mean, but I think James Harden is determined enough to want to get a championship this year, where he he awaits after the season when he gets the championship. Because I mean, let's be honest: if the Nets are healthy, that's a tough team from from top to bottom. They have playoff experience for everybody other than Claxton. Even Bruce Brown got a little bit of experience in the league. He's been in the league for a little minute now. I mean, I'll tell they, you what. top to bottom, just the rookie head coach is all they got. I mean, well, not rookie, but a young head coach is the only downfall they have. Really. If James Harden is, is sitting in his hotel room the night before a big game and some shorties pre-gaming in the room next to him playing too sexy, he he leaving. He's leaving. He, <laughs> he going out with them. That, that game is cooked. No, but seriously, that's a, it's, it's going to be interesting to see how this season goes down. I think that this is another one of those years where, like, I mean, we kind of have who it's going to be in the finals. Like, last year was an aberration because of how short the offseason was. Because, I mean, let's be honest here, right? KD and a basically 40, 50% James Harden took the Bucks to seven. Yep. And overtime seven. And overtime seven. And foot was this close to ending the series seven. 
So, I mean, I don't, I, you know what I mean? I'm, Kyrie, we know what Kyrie is. He's going to be injured at some point in time during the season. Hopefully not during the playoffs, but he's going to be injured at some point in time during the season. We just know how that's going to go. Um, but, you know, it's it's tough for me to see a, another year like last year where all of a sudden all the teams that were good last year are just terrible. But now, going forward, and I, I've mentioned this already, so I guess we got to fully delve into it. Uh, Kawhi Leonard did himself a little cameo in the certified lover boy uh, on Drake's uh, new song "Too Sexy" in the music video, which, by the way, was themed after uh, what? What song was that? What song was that? The video was themed after. Help me out. It was an R&B group in the nineties. They were singing in the desert. Help me out. I thought it was boys. To, I thought it was a boys to men video. Boys to men. Yes, it was a boys to men yeah. video. Um, and and you know we had this I enjoyed the video. We we got into this conversation a little bit off air. Hey, listen, I thought it was pretty good too. I I am like most people in saying Moneybag Yo needed to be on that song. He, he needed, <laughs> that was his moment to shine. But anywho, uh, with that being said, Kawhi, I think we can all agree Kawhi is like one of those classic people. They're like, he don't even try to be funny. He just exists in spaces. And you're going to die laughing just because he's there. Bro, are there I, 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 go ahead. Are there any other players or who's the next player that comes to mind when you think of or you just like, bro, it's pure comedy. Bro, is a, just by being where he is, who he is, you're going to get some laughs off. I don't know, man. I don't know. I know we were talking about this before air, but I don't really have that person because Kawhi is the only person that's unintentionally funny. And I can't think of any players that's unintentionally or intentionally funny. I, you know what? I, I, The more I think about it, I said Larry Johnson and, and the whole grandmama bit off air. Mm-hmm. But the more I think about it, it's one that's kind of hiding in plain sight here. Shaq is hilarious. Like Shaq is one of those that like, What's his batting average, though? That's true. That's true. Because Shaq throwing out 100 jokes. You know what I'm saying? Like, like, for This is why Kawhi is the funniest, though. If you wanted, if a person that knows nothing about sports was like, yo, show me a funny athlete. Kawhi is the only person that you're going to show him. Kawhi is the only person you're going to think of. Like, I'm immediately showing. But I mean. No, I got one. I got one. I just thought of it. Let's hear it. Tristan Thompson. Tristan Thompson's oh, hilarious. Yeah, yeah, Tristan yeah, Thompson's yeah. hilarious. Now, bro. hold on. Wait, 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 wait. Chris, Chris, I, I don't want to say this on air, but... <laughs> I would say it. Tristan Thompson is Chris Allen hilarious. Uh, you know? <laughs> bro, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Tristan Thompson is a Canadian version of Chris Allen. He is Chris Allen on Turkey oh, Bacon and Tim Hortons. God, <laughs> <bro>. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's, I don't... Uh, you know, you know, I mean, I'm, but Tristan Thompson is pretty funny. But all, all I'm saying is about if if you're looking at the funniest guys in the NBA, right? You're right. Most of the guys who get off a good amount of jokes, there's also a good amount of L's in there. It's, I, it's think, I, think, I think Blanco had a good when he said Clay. Ooh, Clay is pretty funny. Clay and I don't think Clay funny. is intentionally funny either. He's yeah, just like, he's yeah. just like. Russ is funny too, though, but that's because Russ just rude. Like, Russ, yeah. have you did, like, you can watch a whole constellation on, um, or a video on YouTube and Russ just, just being Russ and be funny. Like, it's just hilarious, bro. Yeah, yeah. You know, it, it's, it's, I'm, I'm really, Shaq is, is a pretty funny one, but like you said, he got a lot of L's in there. Clay is another one of those guys. He just chills in spaces, and it's just like, you want to laugh. You don't know why. But I'm going to tell you this about Kawhi. If you didn't, like, understand him, some stuff about him would be absolutely terrifying. Like, imagine yeah. if you didn't know sports and you just heard that laugh out of nowhere. <laughs> like, I, I'm sure that y'all have heard Kawhi the Kawhi is story. the only man I've seen dunk on someone and not change his facial expression. I'm sure that y'all have heard the Apple story from, from San Antonio. It's, it's right? Apple time. No, now, I, now have, listen. I actually haven't heard it. Well, we'll, we'll tell it for the viewers here. And, and this is <laughs> so the San Antonio Spurs have this thing that they started, right? It's a part of San Antonio Spurs culture. They go out to these fancy restaurants, they have dinner together, literally just, hey, put your phones down, turn it off. We're going to tell jokes. We're going to, you know, talk about whatever. We're not going to talk about basketball for the most part. We're just going to eat dinner. Right. And so they pull up to this nice steakhouse serving steaks the size of your back, Chris. I mean, they they got it all in that joint. Right. And Kawhi allegedly. Now, this is alleged. okay, pulls up with a bag of apples and sits them down on the table and says, 
It's apple time. It's apple time. As he cut, proceeds to cut and eat the apples <laughs> at a steakhouse. I, you know, you know, I'm just saying, like, you don't get no, because again, nobody got this on video, bro. Listen, that's a funny moment. Like, if you're like, have the pretext of Kawhi is not a harmful human being. If yeah. you don't know that, that's a serial that's, killer that's, moment. That, that, that's psychopath, baby. That's, I, bro, I know you got somebody's <laughs> foot in your freezer. I know you got a deep freezer in the basement with your with your seventh grade crush chopped up in there. I know you do. I know you went to a Michelin five-star restaurant. Apple time. Apple time. Huh? <laughs> Anywho, that, that's just, just a little thought there. Just a little thought on Kawhi and his ridiculousness. But now... <clears throat> We got to do it to him because we said that this was coming. Also, we saw y'all submissions for the uh, for the original um, slander hotline. But we got to we got to do it because a, a lot of y'all gave very good submissions and we appreciate it. We really and truly do. However, these old heads have jumped out and they're they're deserving of the initial slander because one, and this hurts me. This, this really hurts because I thought of this as like a fun way to cook people that we've always wanted to cook. Rasheed Wallace was one of my childhood heroes. You understand? I, every kid in the world, not just Detroit, every kid in the world from like Oh four to like, even now ball don't lie. Whenever somebody yeah. files somebody and they miss, we all say ball don't lie <laughs> because of Rasheed Wallace. But Rasheed, come on down to the floor, man. When talking about LeBron James, he said he would not call him soft, but he said he probably would have done good with his physical stature, with him being bigger than the majority of the rest of players. So he probably would have held his own, but I don't think he would be as successful as he is now. It's a whole different era back then. I couldn't necessarily say that he would have been a beast, but I think he would have held his own when talking about uh, LeBron. And then he went on with Kevin, when asked, uh, would Kevin Durant be as dominant as he is today? And go on to say, in that era, no. I don't think he would have had too much success. Now he's a monster. You have to look at it this way. Back then, there were a lot of post-ups. Back then, the game was inside out. Now it's outside in. Rasheed Wallace was a assistant coach at the University of Memphis recently. And I'll I'll chalk this up to him having to study too much college basketball film because KD and post-ups is the problem? <laughs> huh? What, Rasheed, what basketball have you been watching, dog? What have you been watching Kevin Durant do ever since his about third, fourth year in the league? That man has been a post-up machine since Matter then. of fact, the last shot we seen KD shoot that, that was like a clutch shot, he caught it. In the post, spun around and turned it to a regular jump. That's a post move. That's just a uh, exaggerated post move, bro. Again, Rasheed, we we love you, dog. We really do. As Detroit basketball fans, you hold a special place in our heart. But this is nonsense, man. <laughs> also, the the KD part of it was flagrant, but the most flagrant part, son, you do realize you and LeBron played against each other. Yeah. LeBron averaged 27, 7, and 7 while you were in the league. He dropped 25 points straight to put the Pistons out while you were on that team, Rasheed. What are you doing? And, 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 and if we're being completely honest, if we're talking about it from the perspective of, hey, maybe he means he came in in 95. Maybe he means from 95 to 03, LeBron would have had a harder time playing. If If... I know this is going to be an unpopular opinion because a lot of people just have this this narrative that you being allowed to play zone defense and not being able to foul hard without getting a flagrant means that the defense was worse. But statistically, defense in the NBA was tougher from 2003 to 2013 when Rasheed stopped playing as opposed to 1995 to 2003. So, like, what, what defensive powerhouses did we have in the NBA from 95 to 2003, that would have been able to slow LeBron down. Come on, because the, quickly. The, Pist- the Pistons were that defensive powerhouse, and even though the Pistons went to, what, eight straight conference finals, um, and one of those conference finals in 07, LeBron single-handedly eliminated them. 
Listen. And when LeBron came into the league and played against the Pistons four times a year, LeBron always had great performances against the Pistons. He was just playing against arguably the best team in the league. So, of course, that didn't translate the wins. But before that, there was when, no when team defensively. His second in command was Bobby Gibson. Uh, <laughs> That's tough. That's but tough. statistically, no team before that was slowing him down. Who ran the league before the Pistons came in? Was it... I want to say that was like the Lakers. The Lakers, no team was able to slow down the Lakers. Huh? And it's not like the Lakers had this great defensive shutdown team. They was just scoring 140 points no, a game. He, Their best defender was a, a 20-year-old Kobe. Yeah. Listen, listen. Tayshawn is only 41, bro. That was LeBron's assignment. That was the best defender on the Pistons. Well, arguably the best wing defender. Ben Wallace was the best defender technically, but best wing defender. Tayshawn was assigned to Brown. So for Rasheed to say this when probably Tayshaun at one point was probably top three in defense. In oh, he was the best perimeter oh, yeah. defender in the league. It was, it was, was maybe, it was it was maybe was Andre good. Karolinko, Ron Artest, yeah, I was and gonna, Tayshaun. I was going to say Ron Artest and Karolinko. That's why I yeah. didn't want to – but hey, I said he's imagine, top three. Imagine you pass the ball to, like, Larry Hughes because you're getting trapped, and then, like, he got to deal with Lindsey Hunter. Oh, God. <laughs> what a terrible time. What like, a terrible like, time. For, for she to say this, it's like, bro, you probably – I don't think there's a better defender from 95 to – other than Scottie Pippen on the wing, from 95 to 03, that was better than Tayshaun one-on-one. Like, team defense, yes, but one-on-one, Scottie other than Scottie on Pippen. Defense for half of that. For a good uh, half of that, right. he was trash <laughs> right. out of the league. Right, so, right. I mean, so, hey, so. man, I, I know he was eating when he was in Chicago, but when he got to Portland, man, them young guards was eating, was eating Pippen hey, up, boy. When, when, that was on the, when he was on the Rockets, oh, that was fish food. That was. <laughs> and, 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 MJ, and MJ retired, and MJ retired, so he wasn't an uh, elite wing defender no more. Then he came back for the Wizards. MJ wasn't playing no defense. No, MJ no. wasn't playing no defense. No. Like he was, he that was, was that was Mike that was Kobe pass the lanes at the most. That was that was Kobe his his last couple years with the Lakers where he could throw up whatever and not get back and like it's Kobe. You can't say <laughs> yeah, what you gonna you say? You just kind of got to live with it to be like. So hey, so man. to be honest, Tayshawn probably from ninety five to OG Tayshawn probably was the best defender or top three because Ron Artest. He, you can't, you can't, you can't downplay Ron Artest. Ron Artest yeah. is nuts yeah. in the head, and his defense showed it. Like he was literally nuts. Yeah, that uh, Metal World Peace name ain't fooling us, Ron. You're still a criminal. <laughs> You're still a menace, Ron. Also, but, I'm glad that they got a menace menace badge on, on 2K22. Should, we all know it's still Intimidator, just with a different name. But I mean, that's, it fits Ron Artest. It, he deserves a badge called Menace. It fits. <laughs> But you were saying, yeah. Chris? So I mean, for for Rashid to say this stuff, and 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 we're gonna keep going with this slander. I'm sick of KG. I, I'm so tired of KG. <laughs> oh, you know what? Uh, no, no, before we before we move into the next person, before we move into the next person, though, as somebody whose favorite three players of all time is Kobe, Hakeem, and Tim Duncan in that order, I agree that the post up is a dying art in the NBA, and I would like to see a more post up. But oh, the way the game is played now, and if you bring analytics into effect, posting up is just not that efficient, which I understand, right? But if you had to make a list of the top post up players in the NBA right now, who are you putting at number one? KD. It, it would either be KD or mm, I it's KD. Be, I mean, here's the only maybe I, maybe MB. The I was about to say Embiid. I was just about to say Embiid because he can do he can do a lot of things just physically because his post ups when he posts you up wherever he you post him at just move five feet closer to the rim. That's where you're going. <laughs> right, right, right. When like when he grabbed that ball, so I mean Embiid is up there, but yeah, KD is definitely he. he there's no world in which he's outside the top three in in post ups in today's game. Even if you include Jokic's playmaking as like a part of the the post up. That still means he's third best at worst. So. Right. Yeah, it's it's but, yeah, but now KG and his slander, go for it. Go for it. Because oh, this is slander at all old heads. This slander just ain't for she. This is there's yeah. a lot of folks bro, the, who need the to get fact, slander here. The the fact that KG said that they mentally, mentally, mentally destroyed LeBron James. And, and I love the, the I love the Twitter comments under that showing how LeBron dunked on him. He was like, he has no regard for human life as he dunks <laughs> down the lane. Like for KG to say they broke him, 
and made him go to Miami and made him stack the deck. KG, your team is is known as the first big three. When you and Ray Allen took yourselves to Boston and went to go play with Paul Pierce. Also, let's let's make no bones about it. You didn't break him. Dan Gilbert did. Did you see the lie? <laughs> that man said, that man said, hey, you need help, bro? 35-year-old Antoine Jameson, come on in the room. Hey, you need some help, bro? I got you, bro. Shaq, Shaq, you got one good leg left? No? Don't worry about it, bro. We'll hey, we'll we'll figure it out. We'll figure right. it out. JJ Hickson was a starter for Cleveland. Hey, hold on, man. Hold on. J.J. Hickson was good at his role, dog. He was good at his role. Bro, bro, I ain't trying to hear that, bro. I ain't trying to hear that, bro. Bro, bro, he was the best 2K player ever, bro. You're like, I'm talking J.J. Hickson got every board and dunk it. That's what I'm saying. On 2K. On 2K. Hickson was a dog on 2K. Hickson, bro, the two best post players who could get on 2K was Hickson and what was old dude named... Uh, go ahead, man. This is a dude that got drafted in that 2013 class with Dame and them. Thomas Robinson. Oh, oh yeah. T-Rob yeah. was a beast. <laughs> T-Rob was a beast. And his That's, potential was like an 88, and he became a man. stretch big out of nowhere. Man, Thomas Robinson was him. a problem on 2K. Ooh, and and the, fact, the, fact, the fact he said they broke him and made him go to Miami. In your Hall of Fame speech, big fella, that you just said not too long ago, big fella, you said the, your biggest regret is that you didn't go to Boston sooner. So did they break you out of Minnesota, sir? Did right. Kobe break you? Did, did, did Kobe, <laughs> did Kobe did say break you out of Minnesota? Come on, tell us. Let us know. Answer quickly. Don't think about it. Just answer, Kevin. And, and I know y'all, I, I don't want to be known as a podcast where we just we just defend LeBron. So I'm going to take it another notch. Big Baby Davis. Oh, my oh, God. Hey, we... I wouldn't let Guyton get on this because Guyton oh, just can't Lord. stand Big Baby Davis, dog. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> hey, listen, listen. I'll tell you what. I'll tell you this about Big Baby, right? His persona is, like, much more exaggerated than his play ever was. Like, there's there's a lot of, like, he as a person and a player is the perfect encapsulation of that 08 Celtics team because it's like he expands so far out as far as personality and all these things. Yeah. But when you actually look at it, like, when you actually look at those Celtics, you're like, Wait, so y'all got one ring and like y'all never did anything after that? Big Baby is kind of the same way. Like you think, oh my God, he was really good on the championship team. And then you look at his numbers. Like he was bro, the, would have thought he was he six was man. The, bro, he, he was, was the ninth man on that team. And not only was he ninth man, he was an undersized big, which means he wasn't much of a rim protector. And so like he was like literally the offensive numbers that you see, the rebounding numbers that you see, that was the best part of his game. Yo. Kendrick Perkins was hurt in game seven of the 2010 finals and the Celtics still didn't get big baby clock in that game seven. <laughs> they put a 38, they put, they put yeah, a 38-year-old sheet uh, out there for 40 yeah, minutes before listen, they put the baby on the floor. Listen, listen, listen. Yeah. They said, they said, they said, she run the clock back to 05. Run the clock back <laughs> to 05 for me, she. They ran small because they said, we're going to be smaller with big baby. We're going to put two power fours out there. <laughs> Man, it's it's I, these old heads need to stop. They need to stop. Okay, they need to stop. Old head syndrome has gotten out of control. I don't know if y'all seen the uh, the TikToks of the guy who was always talking about Danny Shampoo. Have y'all seen those? I have not. No. So it, it's this guy. He's like, you know, back in my day, Danny Shampoo. He was just the ultimate. He was just the ultimate competitor. You know, like. Like, one night after a game, he has a terrible game, man. Danny Shampoo, he goes, like, three for 88, and they lose the game. They get blown out, and everybody's like, Danny, you suck. Danny, you suck. And this kid says, Danny, you're nothing. And Danny invites the kid to his house. And then when the kid pulls up with his dad, Danny's nailing the kid's mom. He's nailing his mom. <laughs> and he tells him, hey, man, don't ever disrespect me again, you little twerp. But that was ball. That was game back then. That's what game was back then. Like, he always telling ridiculous stories like that. That's that. This that's what these old heads are doing. Because Steven Jackson, two years ago, was quoted as saying, yeah, I could for sure give you 30 minutes. Steven. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> you was good for 30 minutes at the peak of your career. Right. Not even at that. He came the off the bench peak. for a majority of his career, bro. He, he, he didn't even average 30 minutes probably for a career. He probably, even on that Indiana team, he, I don't even think, he, I think he was about his career, 29. His career, he gave you 32. 32, okay, I'm about to. I mean, he wasn't even Indiana like, and Golden State lifted up that average. That's what okay, I'm saying. Yeah, I, I'm about to say at Indiana. his peak, he was, he was getting it in. But other than that peak, Stack, you was not that guy. That was not who you are, dog. Like, <laughs> come on, man. And, 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 and Perk, another one. I, I mean, I, 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 I rock with Kendrick Perkins, though. He, he a good guy, and, and he tried not to be – Crazy with his takes. He does have some carry ons that's like, okay, bro, hold on. Bro. Nah, hold nah. On. He, you never, nah. you never he said that. Slander for lying no Kobe. Talking about Kobe said, man, you the best, best interior defender I've never seen. Shut up, Perk. He did. He played with Shaq. <laughs> he played against David Robinson, the Admiral, at his peak. And you're telling me that he said you were the best uh, interior defender he'd ever seen. Perk, tell a better lie, please, please, Perk. Come on, man. That. Every, that always Celtics that Celtics team everybody except Ray Allen and Rondo please please just go on about y'all way and, and you uh, know what you know who else need to be in that group of, of the old heads from that team that's cool Tony Allen Tony Allen was on that team right or am I am I wrong now? yeah Tony yeah, Allen was yeah. on there Tony Allen never is in the media for saying ridiculous stuff like this. Tony Allen just collected his back well he did well well, well 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 Oh. He did backlash Draymond when Draymond said, I'm the best defender ever. Tony Allen was like, excuse me? Like, oh, well, yeah. I mean, he has rights to do that, though. That makes sense. Like, that's not that's not I mean, yeah, but, but, I mean, but, but it's but, not him but, either. Eh, I know, but it's like, Tony, 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 Tony. If he going to say that, that's just like you saying that because you weren't the best defender ever either. I mean, well, I... All I'm saying is Tony had rights to step in that conversation. Perk lying on the dead Kobe. Come on, man. Come on, dog. He's on the dead Kobe. Yeah, Kobe, and, Kobe body wasn't even cold yet, and you lying, lying on this man, dog. Come on, man. I, I'm not going to lie to man. you, bro. I used to think Kendrick Perkins had not knees when he hooped, bro. Because he used to always be falling on the ground. Like, he don't know how to walk. Like, he just don't know how to walk. He's too big to not know how to walk. <laughs> it's, 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 again, old heads, please, if you're watching this right now, right, and, and, and Ziff will give you an older than the moon plus the sun, please, look at yourself in the mirror. Evaluate yourself and what you've been doing lately, okay? And just ask yourself, have I been out here lying saying, you know what? I'm going to just tell you right now. That's Steph Curry, kid. Man... He would have died in the old NBA. If you're saying that, take a look in the mirror. I'm not going to hold you up. You know the coolest guy to retire, though? I wish, man, see, that's why I break my heart. Kobe went there because Kobe would have took this title. But D-Wade is the smoothest guy in retirement. Like, D-Wade is on TV shows. He got partial ownership of the Jazz. He don't say nothing about nobody. Everything he say is positive about the young guys. Exactly. That is the smoothest transition we've seen so far in the the retirement. And... He's he's the new he's not the new Hakeem Olajuwon as far as working on guys post game, but he works with guards on their post game whenever they want to hit him up. Right. He, whenever they want to hit him up, he works with guards on their post game. He's yeah. not like he he's not like a lot of these old heads that just everything. You know, back in my day, if you didn't get stolen on, if he didn't pull out the four five and shoot you, and even then. If it was a Smith and Wesson, the ref might not call it a tech because they ain't had that stopping power for real. Yeah, yeah, we know, we know. No cap, KG, KG swear up and down. Uh, He was working out with Carnegie Towns because you know he he was trying to be the owner of Minnesota. He swear up and down. Carnegie Towns was saying he was too sore for a workout, so he stopped. Like KG, you forty something, bro. You forty something. Let that man relax and rest. He don't need to run his body to the ground just because you say so. You know what I mean? also, I mean, let's be honest with ourselves here, KG. Let's be honest with ourselves. You you said the only regret from your career was that you didn't go to the Celtics sooner. And Cap plays for who now? The team that you said you should have <laughs> left sooner? I don't, like, what are you? These old heads, man. Listen, I, I respect those who came before me, right? My chapter just had our 40th anniversary. My uh, The Kappa Zai chapter of Kappa Outside Fraternity Incorporated. 
We just had our 40th anniversary. We had some of our charters in the building, some people who we give all the reverence and love to in the world, right? But one of the things I love most about our old heads is, is one of them told us, he said, everybody's process is valid. What everybody did was valid. It is different from person to person, line to line, decade to decade, because the rules change, things change. Now think about that now. This man is talking about a fraternity and the information that you have to learn, of course, because we're a non-hazing, non-pledging organization. But he's talking about basic things in life here. And, and he's saying it changes, it evolves, but everybody's valid. Why can these NBA old heads not figure that out? Right. Because <laughs> honestly, there's a few players from right now that's like, Oh, yeah, he's pretty good. If you put them in the 90s or the early thousands, I know for a fact they get a couple MVPs up off them. I know it. You can't tell me you put Cat in 2003 and he not competing for an MVP. You can't tell me that, dog. Depend on his team. Yeah. Depend on his team. But, yes, 100%. I, 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 I mean, I mean, I, honestly, that was an era where extremely talented players was taking a team to the conference. That's not happening no more. You got this. one good player on your team, you in the conference finals in 2002. Watch this. A player that I know for a fact, a player that I don't have no doubt in my mind, if he came in a league like this, Anthony Edwards in the 90s, that man would have been a menace. They would have looked at him. Bro, what? Imagine him in the 70s. Imagine him going up against the aged Oscar Robinson trying to defend him on the perimeter. Right. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Bill Walton at the rim? Him and Bill Walton at the rim? In the first chapter. Uh, Chuck Taylors in the very first Chuck Taylors. Please. They would have arrested that man for witchcraft if he would have dunked on Bob Cousy. <laughs> there would have been an actual mob outside the game waiting on Anthony. An actual lynch mob. not No joking. In Boston, just waiting on him. Bill, you good. Go over there. It's the Anthony one we want. That's what would have happened to that man. So, old heads, please understand the game changes. It evolves. It grows. Guess what? In 20 years, maybe 30 years, there will be a player that usurps LeBron. He'll be everything that LeBron is probably, just a little bigger, a little stronger, a little faster. And the guys on Facts Over Acts, we're promising you right now that we're not going to be like, hey, he wouldn't have survived seeing Kendrick Perkins at the rim. (laughs) You know, if he would have got there and seen the Rudy Gobert, they called him the Stifle Tower. You know, he was blocking everything. (laughs) That's not... Anywho, we know y'all tired of us talking Heisman and talking old heads and talking all this other nonsense. But come on back next week and the week after that and the week after that. Peace and love, y'all. Yeah, no!